Hey everyone, welcome in to another daily editorial here on the KE Report, getting an update from Silvercrest Metals and following up on the company's recent news outlining 2024 guidance at the Las Chispas project. Silvercrest Metals is traded on the TSX under the symbol SIL and on the NYSE under the symbol SILV. I am chatting again with the president, Chris Ritchie. Now, Chris, let's get right into it. Guidance for 2024. I'm going to post the table from the most recent news release below this interview so everyone can see the guidance on silver equivalent ounces to be produced, catch costs, corporate all-in sustaining costs, sustaining capital, and exploration budget for this year. Broadly, something that you've told us, something we've seen around the market is costs are continuing to creep higher Please bring us up to speed then in terms of 2024 guidance, some of the key cash costs, all in sustaining costs. How do they align with last year in your technical report? Thanks, Corey. As we put out in a tech report last year, our all in sustaining costs, including corporate level, was going to be in the $15 range. So it's really nice to see after bringing on the new contractor, finishing all the costs that needed to be thought through, that the guidance for 2024 is $15 to 1590. So why the range between 15 and 1590? We also wanted to build in a little bit of a buffer on our budget in case the new contractor coming in uh, didn't get a piece of equipment in time. We needed to keep the old contractor a little longer. So it's just a little margin of error in there. But the point is here that the quality work we did in that tech report, as painful as some of that was, is holding up. And when you compare that to the space right now, we're still seeing those cost pressures on labor in particular, uh, energy costs, input costs are going higher. And as we've talked about numerous times, we're very fortunate that we have a much wider margin than most of our, our peers. So any, any of those cost increases for us don't hurt that much. But again, for the peer group and the industry in whole, these cost pressures are really hurting people. Do you have any data on what your peer group, what the industry as a whole is spending here, what it costs them in terms of all in sustaining costs? Yeah, not all the final numbers are through from this reporting season, but the silver, the primary silver producing peers, their all in sustaining costs so far seems to be in the, you know, little above $20. So, you know, we're going to be, you know, $4, 4 to $5 lower than that. So again, you know, when silver is at $22.50, when you think about that, you know, we're, you know, two thirds higher in terms of margins. So again, that really translates into cash flow resilience and, and the like. But on the bigger picture, what it means if guys are struggling to make money today, it speaks to the inability or the pressures of building that next project. Because again, re remember that that all in sustaining cost does not include the cost to build the asset, it doesn't include the cost to buy the asset or explore it in the early days which is all wildly bullish for all of these commodities because we're still not seeing that new capital being reinvested here. In fact, we're actually seeing the debt on the balance sheets of most of the peer group growing pretty substantially, which is again, why we're quite happy to be in a position where we're adding cash. So we've seen a lot of other, let's say large mining companies really struggle. Some of the earnings reports haven't been great and there's been some more negative news on assets around the world. How does this impact Silvercrest Metals as a company in terms of your corporate strategy, whether it is to step on the gas pedal or just really focus on your current production? You know, we're just at the BMO conference right now. It's been interesting to talk to a wide range of people about this topic. Our first priority is to manage risk. 
you know, we cleaned up our balance sheet quickly. We're building up our cash profile. Um, if the world gets a little funnier in the next few years, we want to use those moments opportunistically. Like we are in a cyclical industry, which means taking advantage of those cycles and making the best of those cycles and surviving those cycles is core to our corporate strategy. So again, we have choices and those choices are in front of us because of the balance sheet and we've paid off our debt. So unfortunately for some of our peers, they just don't have that same amount of flexibility or, or decisions in front of them. And if things you know, tend to go a little sideways or against people, the next wave of decisions sometimes can be a lot more painful. So again, yeah, our first priority is to manage risk, provide resilience, and hopefully, you know, adding Boeing to the balance sheet allows us to capture that upside and give more of that upside to investors while we're waiting for things to turn. Now, regarding the balance sheet, company is continuing to hold gold and silver on the balance sheet. And you also have this sustaining capital, which also ties into this continued underground ramp up through 2024 with this new mining contractor. How do you go about balancing the two, holding metals and then also reinvesting back in the project? Sure. Um, as everyone knows, we have this nice big stockpile that we can deliver to the plant. And the core focus for us is to make sure that the mine itself can deliver uh, the tons to get into the plant um, by the end of next year. So that sustaining capital is required to yeah develop, develop the underground mine. So this is something that every mining company has. And we looked back in history of, of all mines, of 400 different mines for 31 years, and we noticed that the operating costs, these, these sustaining capital, actually correlated to a 0.97 with the gold price. So for us, they're, they're one and the same. You know, if we expect inflation or we want to manage risk, you know, the inflationary risk, we think holding the bullion offsets future inflation. So, so to us, you know, holding gold is a form of risk management while giving investors more upside. So again, this is a necessary part of the business. We're glad to have the capital. And when we did bring in the new contractor, they reevaluated the mine plan. They found some inefficiencies and they, they tightened it up. So we actually reduced the amount of underground development uh, required for this year. So we're still going to be balancing, you know, doing the underground development, exploring more in our budget. We also increased our budget for the NCIB. And in the first half of the year, what we're starting to do now is pay taxes. So this was inevitably coming. So we've, we've put that in our last few press releases. We'll start to pay taxes. But by the back half of this year, we're still going to be in a position to be hopefully adding to the balance sheet quite substantially. And with that, that means, you know, ideally we're holding on to our gold and, and, and even buying some more. So, Chris, I know so many people are continuing to focus on costs. You've already taken us through your costs, how they compare to the technical report. But even just looking past, let's say, this year, how does the company go about somehow capping these rising costs that it seems like every company is experiencing? Well, one of the ways that we're looking at that is, say, for energy, for example. In Mexico, energy typically goes up by about 7% a year. Uh, we are working hard to get a contract with a solar power provider. And what that would mean is a cost reduction for our energy. But it also means we enter into a three-year contract with a fixed price. So that means we got three years of managing the inflation around our energy price. So we're working on that. We're hoping to have that in place by the end of the year. 
It also reduces our greenhouse gas emissions, but it just shows our common sense approach to ESG. Like we need to make good business sense and we're doing good for the environment at the same time. But again, it has to make good business sense for us. So that's a, that's a core focus. We've already done our labor negotiations. So for 2024, uh, we don't expect any um, new surprises on that front. I think one of the things is some of the consumables and reagents that are used in mining, they had quite a volatile experience during COVID. We're still seeing a little vulnerability on that front, but that's, that's hopefully something that's moderating a little bit. And the big obvious one is that we're not building a mine. You know, we're through that. The risks that we decided to take to build during COVID meant that we were mitigating the cost pressures that you're seeing today. So if we had waited to build till the coast was clear, uh, we'd be right in the eye of the storm right now on these inflationary pressures. And it would not have been a surprise to see our capital costs going up, you know, 25, 50, 75, 100 million. So the, the core of the major spending is behind us which is a huge differentiator for the different types of gold and silver investments to take a look at. I mean, if you're pre-production today, you don't have money on the balance sheet, you know, those companies are subject not only to their operating costs, they're subject to the cost pressures for the upfront capital costs. So we're through, we're through the worst of it on the cost side. So now it's a matter of, you know, how to spend the excess capital. Well, since we're talking about spending excess, excess capital, let's talk about the exploration of budget for this year. 12 to 14 million. Sounds like it's going to be a blend of converting inferred resources to indicated and also testing some more early stage targets. Take us through the exploration this year. Sure. Again, I always like going to the high level first. So, you know, if you drill a brand new target from scratch and you find something, it's like, hey, that's nice to know it's there. And then you have to, you know, keep drilling it at tighter and tighter drill spacing so that the confidence you have that the metal is there is, you know, increases. And then you have to put that, those ounces under economic scrutiny of getting them out of the ground. And if they pass all those sniff tests, they can be called reserves. So, we always want to replace our reserves, which means, you know, for producing 10 million ounces a year, we, you know, ideal world, we're finding 10 million new ounces to continue to replenish that mine life. So the first area of focus for us on the exploration program is to take some of these ounces that we know are there, but have not gone through that level of scrutiny yet, and to put them through that level of scrutiny, so we can call them reserves. At the same time, when you take them from the lower confidence category to upper uh, confidence category, that means you have to replenish that, the new ounces, right? So replacing reserves, finding new ounces that you can eventually put into the reserve category, and then regional work, right? So all those go from lower risk to higher risk. And the, the holy grail is, you know, you're replacing your mind life, you're continuing to have some ounces on the shelf for, for future work to continue to replace mine life. And then hopefully you are finding a bunch of new ounces that are, you know, ideally in new areas where you can, oh, we can add more tons per day to the plant, or we found a new deposit somewhere regionally that can be added to the existing structure or infrastructure that we've built. So yeah, that three categories is that reserve conversion, find new ounces, and then look in the region. You know, and just to remind everybody here that Sonora is the largest mining state in Mexico, about 24% of all mining in Mexico occurs in that state. So it's quite a prolific region. Our CEO, Eric, who's the geologist here, or one of the geologists, 
built Santa Elena down the road. So we've got a lot of familiarity with the, the geology in the region. So now that we're through the ramp up and the build and paying off our debt, we can just have more time and attention to get back to that uh, exploration program. All right, final comments then, Chris. As you mentioned, you are at this BMO conference. Give us uh, a bit of an insight into the vibe there, what companies are saying, and what sort of investors are there. Yeah, it's been quite interesting. Not a lot of new money for people who are building new projects from scratch. So it's really nice to be in the category where the major risks are behind us. That, that's, I, I would say the reception to us for holding metal is a lot more positive. So people are appreciating that, hey, you do have resilience. You're, you're giving us that exposure. You're maintaining that exposure while, while things aren't great. So I'm quite happy with, with that. And some of those were quite large accounts, you know, and we were getting some questions on what is your total cost per ounce, your operating plus that upfront capital. And they're acknowledging that all of these commodities are simply too cheap today. You know, if you're selling them, you're not making a reasonable enough return or in some cases any return. Therefore, all you're doing is just kickstarting new risk if you're going to find a new project. So there's not a lot of willingness for that, which is wildly bullish for the metal price itself, which is, again, why we're putting the foot on the gas of holding more metal. We think the metal price has to go higher and we want to give our shareholders more exposure to that. So not a lot of new money. It all speaks really positively for, for metal prices because, again, we need to see new CapEx to see new supply. And we really, truly have not seen that develop or the willingness to give that capital because of this inflationary wave. You know, we should be in a new CapEx boom right now, but this wave of inflation is keeping people away. So, again, existing production, existing supply seems to be the theme. You know, for M&A, more people are looking at producing companies as opposed to early stage companies. So some of the basics that you would think would make sense in this type of environment are certainly the themes we're getting today. All right, Chris, that wraps us up. Thank you very much for your time. I'll post a link to the Silvercrest Metals website. You can read over that recent news on 2024 guidance. And please keep sending me your questions for Chris for future interviews. Chris, thank you very much for your time. Again, I'll follow up on the back of some more news. Thanks, Corey. Appreciate it.